Hello and welcome to We Love Books, the show where we absolutely love kids' books and we know you do too. I'm Neve, and we have got a jam-packed show for you today. We left the We Love Books headquarters, got into the We Love Booksmobile and took a trip to the fantastic and newly renovated Kulak Library. Seriously, it's like a spaceship for book lovers to meet the wonderful Shane Hegarty. Shane is the author of many books, including the Darkmouth books and Boot which has been chosen as the citywide read for children for this year. And we'll be hearing from him a little later on. But first, I wanted to know, what's your favourite book? My favourite book is wrote by Liz Pigeon. It's called Tom Gates' A Little Bit Lucky. Well, it's about a boy called Tom who has a, won't call him his arch enemy, but someone he doesn't really like called Marcus. And he has a best friend called Derek. And he has a sister that he doesn't like. Derek has a dog called Rooster and the sister's allergic to dogs. So I remember once Derek's dog ran into the sister's room and he put fluff, the dog put fluff all over Delia's bed. And then when she came in, she started sneezing and then she ran down to Tom Shelsey saying, why did you put Derek's dog in my bed? And she couldn't, you couldn't even, he'd never understand what she was saying because she kept on sneezing. It would be um, Rachel, I forget her second name, but it's in Dork Diaries and it's called, oh, what is it again? Happy Birthday to Nikki because it's like a diary in it. So it's like, it's all about her life practically. And there's this mean girl called Mackenzie and Mackenzie tries to ruin her life and, um, she has a horrible dream about her birthday where Mackenzie pours punch <coughs> onto her and she falls into cake and she really, really hurts herself. <laughs> I think my favourite book would be The Diary of a Wimpy Kid because it's so interesting. on We Love Books, we love reviews by kids who've read books. Today, Martin Campbell Bernardo is reviewing a book called Myths and Legends of the World, written by Ali Bryden and illustrated by Julia Ardale. It tells 21 different stories of some of the most fantastic myths from around the world. Let's see what Martin thought. Myths and Legends of the World is all about the myths and legends you can see across all the continents of the world. All those stories are split into parts, so one story might be in in one continent while the other and another stories are in other continents. This is to make the book more organized. Each myth or legend is a, is a few pages long, so it's not too long, but not too short. What I thought of the book was it was alright, and the illustrations was really good. It felt like it was natural. There weren't too much illustrations. So old readers don't feel bored because they can't imagine stuff in their head. And it's pretty good in introducing the myth. Because most myths don't need an in- in- introduction. But if it does need introduction, you normally A, this introduce it. Or B, they introduce it before you hear the story. So you know what. So in case you need to know some information, you know what it is. The things I like about this was it's beautifully illustrated. And it was written in a way where... It's not biased or anything to other religions, which is what what, what myths or legends are based on, religion, which I like. But one of the flaws about it was there was not enough stories in each continent. I know they're a few pages long, but 
there was three or four stories each continent, which felt a bit, you know, short. But I would recommend this to uh, seven to tens, and uh, it would be any gender. Shane Hegarty is an author with many strings to his bow, but currently his book Boot is the citywide read for 2020 for kids and it's about a little robot who wakes up in a rubbish dump with only two and a half memories. I met Shane at Kulak Library, which is a fab place to go and borrow books, by the way. It's been all done up. It looks absolutely amazing. So worth a visit if you're in the area. And I chatted to Shane all about it. Listen carefully. You can hear all of the library comings and goings and bleeping noises and all kinds of things in the background, just to prove we really were in the library. Could you tell us a little bit about this space, actually? Because we're here today in a really special place in Kulak Library. Yeah, so, I mean, for a start, libraries are really special places because where else can you walk in, take something for free, uh, walk out with it, read it, and then bring it back and get something else for free? Uh, you couldn't do that in the shops. If you brought, bought a chicken or stole a chicken and then ate it and brought the bones back and got another one, you'd get into big trouble. So libraries are spe- special, and then Kulak Library is extra special because they've just done a fantastic job in refurbishing it, and it's this lovely, fresh, amazing, colourful place Uh, where you can come and get whatever book you want and go into whatever part of the world or whatever time you want to go into and whatever character and uh, it's just wonderful and it actually I know you can't get this on the radio but it almost smells of fresh paint it's so new it does smell fresh paint yeah it does (laughs) (laughs) do you have any memories of libraries as a kid yeah so I grew up in Scaries in County Dublin and we have a library there that hasn't changed they're just about to do some big job on it um, but it's actually the same library and it's a tiny library and it's when I was small it felt like because it's so small and there's so many books on these high shelves it felt like you walked in and you were just the books were just you were in a cocoon of books and I used to go in there and I discovered so many things all the way from when I was a kid, all the way up to being an adult. So many stories and so many characters and so many writers that turned out to be really special to me and which helped me become a writer. So I have such a special and such a, you know, I find that libraries are such amazing, unique places because they unlock your imagination and it helps you learn not just about the rest of the world but also maybe how you can write your stories and tell your stories. And did you always want to tell your stories even from the time you were really young? Yeah, I remember when I was seven years old and our teacher asked us to write a poem and we'd put the poem up on the wall in, uh, in the classroom and I wrote a very serious poem about a fluffy bunny rabbit looking for a rainbow and I remember <laughs> looking at my very, very serious poem about the fluffy bunny rabbit and thinking, do you know what? I think my poem that I've written is the best poem that's ever been written by anybody anywhere in the history of the entire universe. Now, it wasn't. It was a bit of a rubbish poem. But it was the moment where I realised I love writing and that's all I wanted to do from that moment on. And really, that's always been the thing I've wanted to do. And I did become a journalist in a newspaper in the Irish Times for a long time. But all that time, I wanted to write stories of fantasy and adventure and excitement with crazy characters and scary characters and funny bits and uh, dangerous bits and action scenes and everything and I wanted to do all of that and really if you want to do that you write for children because children will let you have so much fun with stories so I decided I got to do this I have to write stories so 
my first book was uh, I wrote a series called Dark Myth, which was about a, uh, a boy who has to fight monsters of myth who uh, keep invading his town, but he doesn't want to do it. And uh, I had great fun with that, and I wrote four of those books. And then I thought, I was seeing robots everywhere, and I thought, well, what would it be like if maybe we started making robots that were so clever they know when they're being thrown away? And that's where Boot comes in, and Boot is a small toy robot who wakes up in a grinder with only two and a half memories and sets off to find its owner. How long did it take you to write Boot? It took me about a year and a half. How do you write a book? Do you sit down and write a sort of a nine to five job or do you have a particular way of doing it? Like not to spill all of your secrets, but could you give kids their sort of an idea of what your day might look like? Well, I wish I had some amazing secrets. I don't, it's, it's actually quite straightforward. So I have four children at home. So my house is very, very noisy. And three of them are particularly young. You know, I have twins and it's a crazy house. So what I do every day is I leave my house and I go to an office and I work in an office as if I have a proper job because my friends don't think I have a proper job. <laughs> and I sit in my office and I work nine to five. I work a normal day. And sometimes when you're writing, there's all sorts of other things you do. You go and you meet kids and go to schools and go to libraries and go to festivals. And then uh, so there's lots of organization to be done. But when I'm writing a story, my favorite bit is always having the blank page. And I write on a computer. I don't handwrite. I write on a computer. And I've learned that sometimes the best way to write a story is to sit down and write it. I think the most difficult thing is starting something. But often when I start writing a story, the story starts to tell itself. So when I go into my office and I sit down, sometimes on a blank page, I find that's the most exciting bit because I think, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen to my character today. I wonder what adventure... Boot's going to go on and where it's going to lead and how Boot is going to get out of this particular problem. And so that's always my favourite bit of any working day is when I have a big empty page on my computer and I just sit down and maybe I'll write the first sentence and see what happens after that. And do you have any books uh, that you read as a kid that just still stay in your mind as really, really special books that you loved? Well, I'm amazed at how Roald Dahl is still so big. And Roald Dahl was huge for me and of course I was a kid when Roald Dahl was still alive and I remember seeing Roald Dahl on the TV and it was the first time I'd ever seen an author on the television a children's author and realised that that was a real job and there were real people and not just names on a book and so I read a lot of Roald Dahl and I would have loved The Twits which is a book I still love and Revolting Rhymes and um, Fantastic Mr Fox and, I, and now I read those with my my own uh, children and we absolutely love them and are still fantastic so Roald Dahl was a big thing for me and then I would have read The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and The Chronicles of Narnia when I was a little bit older and those books made a big impact on me big impact and then there are some which have been forgotten about there was a series called The Three Investigators Alfred Hitchcock and The Three Investigators and Alfred Hitchcock was a famous movie director at the time and The Three Investigators were these three boys in San Francisco solving crimes and if something happened in one book it didn't really matter for the next one there were loads and loads you could pick them up in any order so I used to read uh, these all the time and I think I remember being so inspired by the three investigators that I think I tried to write my own book called The Four Detectives so and I also did I did the same thing with the uh, I was trying I know I could have got sued I would have got into big trouble I remember because um, I'm big and I still love reading comic books I used to read all the Marvel comic books and X-Men and Spider-Man and, and all of those. And, I, and I, <laughs> I made up my own characters called the Revengers. So as you can see, 
But you know, see a but, pattern here. Yeah. But when when I meet young people and they're writing stories, I I don't mind if they're kind of borrowing from other places because that's how you find. I watch a lot of TV and film, and I read a lot of books, and I see all the things that other authors and other writers and they take from other things all the time. Uh, and the idea then is you can you can take these things and be inspired by them. And then it's about finding your own voice and your own story and putting it on top of it and doing something that's your own with it. Uh, so it's okay to borrow things from elsewhere and make them your own and turn them into your own ideas. But if you could outright steal one book oh. from one author and put your name on it, <laughs> what book would that be? Oh, you see, that's a good one. I have to say, every time I read the BFG, I just find myself completely wowed by the language in it and the way that Roald Dahl uses English but also this nonsense language that he has and puts the two things together and it seems like the easiest bit of writing in the world and yeah I can't imagine it was easy for him but he makes it look so easy he tells you so much in so few words and I think that's an amazing trick but if I put my name on I could go around to all the libraries and just glue my name on it <laughs> I don't think I'd get away with it I think I might get into trouble I don't know I mean I'm sure, I'm sure they wouldn't mind yeah I don't think anybody's heard of the BFG have no. they no, no no it's not a very famous book at all it's the first book I ever the first proper book I ever read actually and it blew my mind yeah um but I'm wondering if you had one writing tip that you could share with kids who maybe don't know where to start maybe read your book so inspired What's the one tip you give to kids? I always say steal from all around you. Yeah. So what I mean by that is have a look around and you will realise there are stories everywhere. So if you think to yourself, what would happen if a monster invaded my school, my house, my street, my town, whatever it might be. Sometimes we feel it, the hardest bit is starting. But if you just have a look around and say, well, what happens if? So the two words I use all the time in my writing are what if. So with Boot, it's what if a robot wakes up in a grinder with only two and a half memories and has to find its owner. And that's the beginning of the story. And that was the very start of my story. And the first line was, I woke up with only two and a half memories. And I just say, say what if. So that would be my big tip. Just have a look around and just say, well, what if something happened right now, right here? How would I cope with it? What would happen? What could we use all around us? So definitely stealing from everything around you and your life is, I think, kind of the, a great way to get started. We weren't done with Shane yet. Oh, no. We wanted to know what makes him tick. What really gets his goat? In short, we find out who the real Shane Hegarty is. Yes, we subjected him to the gruelling We Love Books favourites round, and his life will never be the same again. Shane Hegarty, are you ready for the RT Junior We Love Books favourites round? I hope so. Are you nervous? Yes, very. You should be. What is your favourite animal? I'm koala at the moment. Poor Australia. I was looking at all the koalas and I realised I love koalas. What is your favourite fruit? Banana. I have a banana every day. What's your favourite colour? I looked at my wardrobe recently and everything was blue. So I had to go and get some new colours. What was your favourite holiday ever? I love going to New Zealand. And I've been in New Zealand three times. And I love going there because it's like walking around on a big volcano. And there is a place called Rotorua and it smells of rotten eggs. And every time I go to Rotorua and I smell the rotten eggs, it makes me feel very happy inside. 
On that note, what's your favourite food? I love pizza and I would eat pizza every day if I was allowed. What's your favourite pizza topping? I just love cheese. I go with the, all the cheeses. All the cheeses in the world and if they smell like smelly socks stuffed inside a nappy, even better. What was your favourite subject in school? English. English, 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 English. All day long. That's all I wanted to do. What was your favourite gift you ever received from Santa? I got a train set when I was about uh, nine years old and I still have that train set and I love it and uh, now it doesn't work anymore but I have it all around my office all the little trains from it are all spread around my office What is your favourite season of the year? Oh summer maybe not in Ireland because it's never sunny but summer always And finally what is uh, your favourite sport? Oh rugby I'm involved in in my son's rugby team and my daughter's rugby team and I grew up in the rugby club at home in Scaries and I love rugby Now on We Love Books, it's time to check in with our resident book doctor, Anne, to see what types of books she prescribes for eight-year-old Zoe. Anne is a wizard of children's books, and she has fantastic recommendations to suit every taste. She's got a list to keep Zoe going for months to come, so take note, there are some excellent titles coming up. My name is Zoe, and I'm eight years old. I like books from Rodal, and I like the book Mr. Gum. I like reading about things with animals because I really like animals. Yeah, I like reading about cats and foxes because they're my favourite animals. I like books about every kind of topic. Yeah, I do like David Williams. I have loads of hobbies. I do... Well, I did tennis, but I'm not doing it anymore. On Mondays I do swimming, I do basketball, I do Irish dancing... My perfect book will be The Wilderness Children because I really like reading about The Wilderness Children and The Wilderness Teachers. It's funny and it's about kids and teachers who are really silly. Animals, silly teachers and funny books, eh Zoe? Well, let's see what our book doctor Anne can prescribe for you. Hi Zoe, that's an interesting list. Let's see what we can find to keep you happily reading over the coming weeks. You mentioned stories about silly teachers. Well, you could start with The Funny Life of Teachers by James Campbell. That has lots of illustrations of teachers doing very silly things. One of my favourite books about peculiar teachers is Sideways Stories from Wayside School by Louis Sasher. Now that is a strange school. One of the teachers, Mrs Gorf, has a particularly odd way of controlling her class. Whenever a pupil disobeys, Mrs Gorf turns them into an apple. If you enjoy the first Wayside School book, you'll be happy to hear there are five more in the series. Your favourite animals are cats and foxes. Good choice. Both very independent creatures. For a quick foxy read, try Foxy Tales, a series by Carol Hart, illustrated by Alex T. Smith. And for a longer, more challenging read about the lives of real foxes, there is the exciting series by Tom McCochran, beginning with Run With The Wind. These books were hugely popular in the 1980s and 90s when they were first published, so your parents, aunts or uncles may have read them when they were your age. You could read and compare notes. There are simply loads of great books with cats as the main characters, from the fabulous picture book Six Dinner Sid by Inga Moore. The rather greedy but lovable Sid is my favourite cat character. To Anne Fine's Diary of a Killer Cat, 
where the story is told from the point of view of Tuffy, the killer cat, who brings his soft-hearted owner, Ellie, the fruits of his labours. First a bird, then a mouse. How is Ellie to help Tuffy mend his wild ways? And we can't forget the popular Atticus Claw series by Jennifer Grey, starting with Atticus Claw Breaks the Law, as we read how Atticus transforms from the world's greatest cat burglar into the world's greatest cat detective. And finally, Zoe, I think this last book could have been written just for you. It's just recently published. It's called Willow, Wild Thing and the Swamp Monster, and it's written by Jill Lewis. Willow moves into a new house, and as she explores the woods just outside her garden, she stumbles into a wilderness populated by the wild things, a band of barefoot children with feathers in their hair. Willow's life will never be the same again. Here on We Love Books, we absolutely love stories written by you. Yes, you. We love your stories. This particular story is a tale of mystery, intrigue, and an army of jellyfish, as written and read by eight-year-old Mr. Jack Kelly. Detective Dog and the Attack of Dr. Hammerhead by Jack Kelly, age eight. One night when Detective Dog is walking down the street, his boss of the Spy Animal HQ, Director Hedgehog Holmes, called to tell him his biggest enemy had escaped Fushy Prison. Dr. Hammerhead Shark. Director Holmes told Detective Dog, if you don't stop him, he'll blow up the world. Oh no, I must stop him, it's the end for everyone. The first thing I need is to track down Hammerhead. Detective Dog went to Fishy Prison to get the tracking device, because, because when Dr. Hammerhead went to Fishy Prison, he had a tracking chip installed into him. So if he escaped, they were able to track him down again. Anyway, off Detective Dog went to go track him down. It showed on the map that he was in his underwater base that they had fought in last time. Dr. Hammerhead was up to no good. He arrived at the base and it was empty. But then something was buzzing under the floor. Then he realised it was a trap. He ran to the exit, but there was a barrier stopping him from leaving. Then something started burning. Then he noticed it wasn't burning. It was being lasered open. It only could have been Cyber Monkey. Cyber Monkey was Detective Dog's old partner. Cyber Monkey brought his underwater air bubble so they could escape. How did you know I was here? Director Holmes told me to come down to see if you needed help. Okay, now I know where he is. Where, said Cyber Monkey. A skyscraper, that's the only place he could be. So they headed to the skyscraper. They got past its receptionist, but now they needed to get past the security guard. When they just got past the security, they were standing right in front of Dr. Hammerhead and his jellyfish army. Dr. Hammerhead screamed, Minions, get him! Kapow! They defeated the army and ran after Hammerhead, but it was too late. While they were fighting, Hammerhead called in a helicopter. We need to get to Spy Animal HQ. When they got there, they noticed all the agents had red eyes, even Director Hedgehog. Then they pulled out their guns and tasers, and they were aiming at Cyber Monkey and Detective Dog. 
They ran out of the building and Detective Dog told Cyber Monkey that the whole of Spy Animal HQ had been hypnotized. We have to get to Hammerhead's underground base. I know he's there because that's the only place with the hypnotism machine. So he has to be there. They got to the entrance, but it had the same barrier on the underwater base. But luckily, Cyber Monkey brought his mining drills. They got in and started digging down until they hit something. It must be his underground base. So Cyber Monkey lasered a hole through and they landed in Hammerhead's office. They went through Hammerhead's secret plans and found out he wasn't trying to blow up the world. He was trying to enslave everyone in it to be his unstoppable army. So they ran out to Hammerhead. Detective Dog and Cyber Monkey fought against Hammerhead. Kapow! They had beaten Hammerhead and turned off the hypnotism machine and put Hammerhead back in fishy prison. The end. Well, that's a wrap on this week's We Love Books. A huge thanks to everybody who made this podcast possible. Big thanks to all the fantastic kids who read, wrote and reviewed and to all the adults who helped them along the way because it really takes a village to make a We Love Books podcast. Huge thanks to book doctor Anne Gannon and to Children's Books Ireland who do such fantastic work bringing the magic of books to children all over the country, including but very much not limited to the efforts of their wonderful book doctors. And we are very lucky to be able to borrow Anne for our podcast. That's it from me. I'm Neve McManus. This is We Love Books. Stay safe, stay curious, and until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.